Welcome to the Think Education podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Hill. I was about to say I'm joined by a special guest, but that seems ridiculous. I'm rejoined by co-host, um, uh, Professor Judith Lammy, um, back where she belongs, um, on the other side of an of a online video call with me rambling about, um, well, stuff, right, I guess. It's, um, it's very nice to have you um, back um, and uh, it's funny, even when it's just me and you, I still ramble. It's, it's weird. I know when there's a guest, <laughs> I, that's what happens. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really great to have you back. Um, so we're back, back together again. Um, and um, we've got something quite, I guess, interesting to talk about, right, today. Um, today marks the, uh, I guess, the, the launch is the wrong word, but the publication, the, the, the final end of our, of our labours of the past year. Um, our book is out. Absolutely, absolutely, Chris. Yes, from from the musings that we had, probably not not you know, but much further than sort of a year or yeah, yeah. A bit ago. Um, uh, the usual way in which uh, our decisions to to write things start with just a bit of a chat, really, and all of a sudden going off in a certain direction uh, to the actual publication of it yes so so we've got our you know the evolving nature of universities with Routledge out now uh, and it's uh, it's just wonderful uh, for those of you that do writing or are keen to do writing or you know that it for me that pleasure of seeing your name and certainly when you get a book though there uh, never ever goes away it's really it's really exciting when it arrives and it literally does crash on the doorstep not least because when you've authored something you get several copies and when it's hardback it certainly does crash on the doorstep but it's wonderful to see it with myself and you and Chris on on that you know from from page there uh, and and it also made me think when I when I looked at it about how we had the idea in the first place how it matured and developed the people that we got involved yeah yeah in in doing it and then many of whom of course have been on the podcast with us uh as well uh and from from students wonderful students like jason barrara you know to our colleagues and friends such as such as vicky lewis and and, and others and uh jazz will go I won't name all of them. I'm just going to name two now. So if I didn't name you, don't don't get annoyed with me. Otherwise, mm. there will be another twenty. So it's going to like be one of those Oscars speeches, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? Where yeah. you're going to get down and then forget that you didn't like name your life partner, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's it's just great. It's great to to see. It. It's great to have it, and to therefore just um, think of in in one way. It's like the end of a journey, isn't it? But yeah. I, it's it's sort of not the end, it's just a bit of a pit stop, really, uh, because I think as we said when we were doing the podcast, when we were going through as well, uh, it always raised more questions yeah. than it gave answers. Uh, unless we fired those questions very often at some of those esteemed um, <clears throat> colleagues and friends that we had helped us with, with the book, in which case they did give quite a few answers actually, which was great. Um, but it is wonderful to, to see it and to continue, I think, to reflect on, you know, on identity 
and on place and on all of those sort of key issues that we started to interrogate in different sort of scenarios and different situations, didn't we, as, as the book was developing? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, I was asked by, uh, not a colleague, but by a friend, you know, not in in the world of, of education and, oh, you've got, a, you've got a book coming out. What's it about? Um, well, <laughs> it's, you know, it's about a bunch of questions that we don't have answers to. Uh-huh. That's what you do for a living? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, much that's it. That's it, actually. Like, all right. So, is this your first book? No, 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 no. We wrote one before this. Oh, what was that about? Well, um, that was about different questions we didn't know the answers to. All right. And then there's a little pause. We just say the title of the book, don't we, basically? Yeah. We say the title of the book in the hope that that will spark something in us that reminds us actually what we wrote about. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, But it's interesting because, I mean, I've I've said this on, you know, on the previous podcast when we talked about the the actual writing process, um, uh, not just the two of us, but also working with, you know, contributors and collaborators, um, all of whom, including ourselves, are at distance. Right? No, at no point is, is anybody sitting in the same room or, or and more often than not, not even the same time zone or country. Um, and yet it's been a pretty, pretty easy, easy process. I mean, and this, the second book, we had more collaborators than we did in the first one you know uh, on the positive where you know we fully understand the need to hear more ideas and more perspectives and and you know you know more knowledge from other people and then the flip side we have to write less i suppose right is there's the balance yes. right it's it's part of the the joy of, of writing but but you know thinking back on not just the second one but the first book as well you know i don't you know, I don't, and I put this in the in the sort of um, the tagline of the the one I put up the podcast last week. You know, if you find people that you you like listening to and you like learning from, and you know you enjoy working with, it's it's not a difficult. You know, there are there are bits and pieces that are harder work than others, but you know, I I, I don't remember chasing contributors for stuff. I don't remember you know complaining to you about anything. It was it was, you know. And I mean, even the editing of the chapters, it was it was more the formatting to fit, you know, what the book would need to look like rather than it was, you know, doing anything, anything really um, standardizing yeah. spelling, perhaps, you know, and, and citations. And that was a, that was pretty much pretty much it. Um, very, very straightforward process. I think that's absolutely right. And I think what really <clears throat> struck me and it, and it did now and I've got it got it here, you know, in front of me um, I suppose with, with the topic as well, thinking, and I'm, I am going to drop somebody else's name in here now, thinking of Rachel, for example, Rachel yes. Soundy, yep. and the chapter that she um, wrote on... How not to go CME, to jail. Um, and, uh, yeah, and legal risks. Uh, and she, she, so she tried to get us into shape, didn't she? Yes. And do, do stuff right. And, yeah, she, we, we, I'm not sure we did that, but anyway, she did. But what really struck me there, though, was when we initially started talking to her, um, that the, the the theme and the topic itself clearly, really, you know, struck yeah. uh, a, a bell with her, and and so, you know, it was it was that we were, we sort of shared what the outline of the book was, didn't we? And the kind of things that that we were writing about, and and the fact that it was something that wasn't 
particularly prescriptive, but it was you know, <laughs> generally this is the kind of thing. It's sort of roughly in this yeah. area, if you would please write about it. Um, but you know, when when we got what was what was virtually a final draft in, um, it was fascinating to read it because it was looking exactly at the topic that we had, but through a completely different lens. Yeah, you know, and that I think. <clears throat> Has, has really been something that the people that we've collaborated with, either people like Rachel, who herself, you know, wrote a chapter, or the chapter, um, the two chapters, you know, were one of them where we had the perspectives from people across the sector. Yep. You know, so, you know, already mentioning people like Jasriel and others, you know, to the, the, the one now that is, is becoming a staple in all of our books and will be in the next one because yes guys there will be another <laughs> book we don't know what it is yet but this is how books always start with us yep. that responding to the, the student voice because um, again with, with the students at the, at the end in, in the last chapter you know we really so we just share with them some of the thoughts and reflections that we've had on the topics that we've been covering and they come back with just some great stuff, basically. Yeah. Uh, and we put that down and and sort of reflect on some little bits as we're going through. But I think that's what really struck me with with this book in particular, that it was a, a, a topic that, um, particularly around the whole issue of, of, of identity, uh, that people can connect in with in lots of different ways, which just think makes it fascinating actually that there's that thread that runs through it yeah and, and I mean that's sort of the heart of what I suppose we were aiming at right it's it's when you're talking about something like identity you're talking about something like you know the connection to place or, or the the disconnection from place um, you know you and I have been fortunate enough to have lived and worked um in multiple places, you know, or even if it's just visiting to work in multiple places, but you know, we we've had that that luxury in life and and good fortune, and I think people that that have had that opportunity, you know, we we realise there is this is not a fixed thing, right? There's you know even the the notion of identity that in itself is is a fluid thing, and you know how people identify themselves how we identify each other how we you know how we then work within that space and and then sort of that writ large and what that means for an institution which you know as we talked about in the book even from a an institution in its home country in its home city or its hometown you know with all its traditions and all its people that's not one identity right that's that's multiple things all in one you know um playing field um and so yes it's a book where there are no answers and arguably there shouldn't be any fixed answers, right? There should be perspectives, as you say, perceptions, you know, stories, narratives, um, you know, and, and in that is, is where it's, it's, we learn more about others and, our, and ourselves, which is a point you'd made, you know, many times about, you know, when you travel to Japan and what that meant for, you know, how you saw yourself and how you saw your, your background. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, that came to me particularly as well with the, the chapter, mm. the, that you and Fionn largely um, authored, you know, uh, which brought together lots of different reflections as well and insights on different aspects, didn't it, of, of T&E partnerships and, you know, the sort of whole famous ducks and yeah. sort of Nottingham. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, but, but I think, again, as well, what, what that particularly 
showed me or made me think of um, was that very often we do we we're almost searching for those answers aren't we or you know you feel at a certain point that you are searching for an answer so you know so if you are developing something overseas as an institution or you're, you're what you're trying to do is trying to give the students the experience that, mm. that they would get if they were in the home country that you're living on you're, tr you're almost trying to do things that that really probably you shouldn't have to be trying to do yeah. and even and also you're never going to be able to do that uh, and that's okay yeah it's all right to do that you know obviously what you do want is you want to have quality you know you want to make sure that what you're doing is something that's right for those students in that environment and in that in that place but you don't have to try and replicate something no. because also you can't no. and that's actually when you're not going to get an answer to anything for sure is if you try and do something that actually is impossible and that really you know with certainly some of the, the points that Fionn was making in in that chapter from her perspectives as well you know that really struck me there yeah absolutely and I mean yeah I, I too I really really enjoy I mean I've known, known Fionn for you know for a while I've had had several conversations with her about this type of thing um and obviously you and I have had many of these types of conversations as well um and those of us that have worked in in T and E or, or internationalization, to the point where we've been somewhere else other than the the home, um, and so you know you've experienced it on the ground rather than in the abstract um, at a distance. It, it's really interesting to see how many of our obviously our experiences are different, but our our reflections and our understandings are very similar. You know because, and what that means is probably institutions are making the same mistakes time and time again, just in different places. Um, you know, or, or attempting the same things fr from a slightly maybe misguided uh, approach. And I think, uh, you know, the word evolution that we had in the title, I think, is, is really key because, you know, you said the thing about quality. And, and that's, you can fully understand this. And I, I, we talked to Paula Sanderson about this a little while ago and to Jack Lee, that certain countries require... If you want to run a degree in my country, that degree has or program has to exist in your home country. It has to be accredited. It has to be exactly the same. In which case, the sending institution has no choice. You are you are carbon copying because without it, you don't get the accreditation that you need to be able to run the degree. So, from that perspective, you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing everything right because without which, you can't do anything at all. Um, you know, and and yet, as we've evolved, T and E is you know is more thinking about the student experience on the ground, the, you know, the impact that it has, the, you know, the, the value to the community and simply replicating anything, as you say, is, is going to be problematic because it's either going to alienate, uh, it's never going to live up to the same because it can't be the same experience because you're in a completely different climate with different people with different everythings. Um, um, I, I used to ask that question of colleagues a lot in Nottingham when I was in Malaysia, you know, because people were in most cases hired not from the UK and not from Nottingham, in which case you are an employee of Nottingham Malaysia without the direct experience of Nottingham UK. And if you're trying to replicate, well, how do people that have never had the initial experience replicate? I mean, it's not, it's not possible. They just, then they're effectively reading something that they've been given well, there's no, where's their value as teachers? Where's their value as administrators? Where's their value? You know, it doesn't really make too much sense. And over time, I think, as institutions get more and more established and comfortable, they have that, that flexibility to be able to adapt, I suppose, right? I mean, it's... Um, 
but yeah, it's it's a very interesting, um, very interesting quasi reality, right? To to make things yeah. exactly the same, completely underpinned by a drive for quality and assurance and everything on this side that makes perfect sense, versus well, yeah, on the other side, not so much, right? And, and maybe you're doing more harm than than good. Absolutely, absolutely. I think something else that was um, particularly good in this book, and we talked about it, uh, this was actually something we decided we definitely did want to do. So there are sometimes uh, situations when we do aim to do something, we do actually do it, uh, is um, have the perspective from a parent. Yes. Because we... we always try to include, uh, uh, as we say, you know, the student voice in this, be it prospective students, be it undergraduate, postgraduate, PhD students. Um, but often, and I think we, we were just uh, chatting about it once, weren't we? And we thought very often you'll have people say, you know, oh, well, parents want this, or I'm talking to parents about that. And, and, I, and, and then I thought, you know what, I don't think I've ever actually read anywhere anything that's been written by a parent, a parent's yeah. perspective. So to to have uh, Jason and, and his mother, Florence, contribute their ideas to that beginning of the, the, the chapter for us that looked at all of the emerging trends, you know, I think was really valuable. Yeah. You know, and, and they both were were very open, weren't they? And yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. It was it was wonderful having a podcast with Jason uh, as well. But you know, I think sometimes, and it goes back to what you were saying as well then too. Uh, and we try not to do this so much with students. Certainly not. I think sometimes in our home institutions, we we realise that we can't presume that we know what they're thinking and what they would like. So we tend to ask them, mm. uh, and then we you know, relay that, report that back. Um, so to to actually be asking uh, Florence and, and Jason, you know, their thoughts around, would they like, would they just like to study online? Would they like to stay in there? You know, would Jason like to stay in his, his home country? Why did he want to come overseas? You know, what was his thoughts around many different sorts of areas? I think was really quite fascinating, wasn't it? Because, yeah. uh, I think, you know, and there was clearly, as Florence said at one point, you know, it's not that there weren't concerns and they weren't thinking, goodness me, you know, there goes my son, I'm taking him to the airport and he's going off somewhere and we're right in the middle of COVID and I don't actually know when he's going to come back and how he's going to be, you know. But as Jason was saying at the time, he was just eager mm. to go and he was going. Yeah. And also, Florence was going, he was, and I was going to make him go as well. Yeah. If I, you know, even if he didn't want to, it was going to be good for him. So it was just wonderful, I think, to get that perspective. And it really, I think, for you and I, seemed to also help shape our own thoughts around those various areas, didn't it? So I think certainly if there's something else that I've taken out of uh, this book, you know, it is about learning from others, learning different perspectives, and then how we reflect on that. But there are there are colleagues, there are friends, there are experts within the area, there are students, and there are parents, and there are lots of different players within that field. And and that's when that's when you find out that there are no answers, and when you realise 
as we said, I think it right in the beginning, the first chapter, when we were talking specifically about identity, that that's okay. Yeah. It's all right not to have an answer. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, I mean, I, uh, like you, I, the, the student chapter from the first book repeated in, in format this time with a f- some of the same students and, and some, some new students. Um, and then obviously the additions, you say, of Jason's direct contribution and of Jason's mother, um, Florence's contribution as well. And I think it's, I think we'll, we'll look to do more of this because it's very, it's very easy, you know, almost in a sense to be, to be a pundit. You know, it's very easy to sit and comment. And, and we are, uh, you know, with varying levels, experts in the world that, we're, that we are commenting on. And, and we are actual, we've lived it and we've worked it. And, you know, so we, we have the right to a certain perspective. Um, and yet that is purely a perspective, right? It's, it's not, a, it's not a, an absolute. Um, and it's, it's always, I think, really really important to to be able to listen to other people and and uh, i mean i was struck mostly by and um something that's come out of this book um or through the process of this book and was one of the podcasts um uh, with paula sanderson a little while ago um when it was this thing talking about as you said replicating and you know something where um she said that well actually if you know, if you try to make your campus abroad look exactly the way it is at home, that can actually be a barrier to the T and E students. And I'd, I'd quite literally never thought of that before because it was so ingrained as part. I'm sorry, I'd never thought of it in that way before because it's so ingrained in the. Oh no no! It's the same paint job. It's the same furniture. It's the same clock tower. It's the same lake. It's the same. It's the same. Therefore, you are having the same experience. Like that's that's the point almost of it. And actually for it being, well, yeah, but is that the way it's being viewed by people? Is that the way it's being received by people? And you start to think it, you know, as best you can from the other perspective or the other multiple perspectives. And you start to think, oh, okay, good. I don't necessarily understand that one or that one or that one, but they've all given me something else to think about. Um, and, and that's, I think, for me, the, the absolute joy of this book, right? And, and that's why we do the podcast. We get to listen to people talk about interesting things and think about them. Which, yeah. you know, that's kind of part of the beauty of being in academia, that if you have that, that ability to listen to intelligent people who have experiences that you don't and think about things in ways you don't, and then think about them, right? And that's, you know, that's been really, really interesting. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I certainly hope we're able to continue with the, with the student voice, you know, but magnified and, and you know, you know um, deepened again. Well, what was nice, I think, this last one, this last book, is we had students like Bevin, for example, who you know is obviously progressing in her her career and, and since graduated, and and then you get that additional level of perspective, um, you know, which is you know, because a student's not a static thing, right? You know, a student is a human living multiple experiences at the point, you know, and, and a first year student to second year to graduating to you know, it's a completely different different set of experiences. Um, yeah, it's it's very very fascinating and and really enjoyable. I think to to be able to have that opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely, and and maybe by way of a slight teaser for what might be coming soon, but it might not. You know, depending on on where we go with our discussions, because we we do like the word evolution and evolving clearly, um, but I think something else that we've started, and it, and it links to this, that we've talked a little bit about as well, 
and this has come particularly, I think, through some of the podcasts, and I'm thinking of the podcast with Arlene Griffiths in particular, actually, um, of talking about people's journeys. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you get to where you are now? I mean, how many times do we ask people or youngsters, say she's having 5,000 years old, but, you know, <laughs> anybody at the beginning, let's say, of, of their career, or not even that, you know, still at school, what do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? You know, and and sometimes they'll have an answer, and very often they won't. And if they don't, then you say that's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, often people will ask us, won't they? Or we'll ask people, how did you get to where you are? And what really um, I found fascinating with all the people that we've talked to, the students we've talked to, as they as they develop themselves or they go on that journey themselves to either be students in different ways or you know going going and working in in different areas is that you might be overarching in the same sort of area in international higher education but how you've come to that place Mm. you know might have been through any number of different routes and i think that's a that's something that's very interesting yeah. To, to, to think about and it goes back to I suppose my point that I was making a little while ago about Rachel and looking at things through different lenses and different perspectives but of course you bring that history with you don't you so if you do have a, a background as a biochemist or you know you, you, all of these, these, these different ways in which people have, have ended up in the kind of positions that they're in then you bring that knowledge with you and that's quite fascinating I think as well and I was thinking about this actually when you mentioned about Bevin, but also we do have a tendency, don't we, to try and put people in boxes of, okay, you, like you say, you're a student and you're undergraduate and studying this, you know, you're a, and of course, A, you can't do that anyway, um, but B, also there are so many blurred boundaries yeah. with things, so you might be that, but you might be a load of other things as well, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the classic for the for universities is is postdocs, isn't it? Or early stage career researchers or PhD students. We call them PhD students, but are they PhD students? Or hmm. you know, are they they might do some teaching, they might so you've got really different perspectives sometimes in one type of role that that you're you're doing. So I think some thoughts on that probably as we yeah. as we go forward might be absolutely an interesting development. I mean and that that for me has been has been a real um, marked difference in my time in Dubai compared to my time um, uh, with a British institution either in, in the UK or in, in Malaysia where um, I don't know some 99% of my students now um, all my students are, are postgraduates so masters or PhD um, our model here of the doctorate is is sort of a hybrid between say the, the British and the American so students do attend classes at the beginning but then you know they are working on their thesis sort of concurrently um, but you know, almost all of my students are in full-time employment. Um, almost all of them have families. Um, you know, they they are therefore technically a full-time student. But you know, as as you would count them, they're sort of maybe a part-time. You know, they're mature part-time in employment. You know, they're they're sort of the maybe the smaller percentage in in the UK system. But here, it's the the norm, and in many cases, will be close to myself in age, um, if not, you know older certainly more senior than me in the, in the positions that they hold in schools or, or government etc um, and uh, you know you're sitting in a classroom as a teacher or standing in a classroom and 
automatically you're the teacher and they're the student, right? It's the it's the, the demarcation, it's the label, and yet they're also teachers in their own right, um, and or their principals or, or their government officials or you know their their and their parents and their wives or husbands or, or you know children etc. You know, so it's been really interesting to to have that that perspective shift because the label of student conjures something like it creates something in our mind as to that's a category of people um as it does with international student like that that marker creates as we know from conversations going on in many countries like that we we call people that it means we can count them in a certain way or we can put them in a certain way or we can do something you know (laughs) i was going to say for them but with them probably is more accurate right um uh, and yet it's it's that that's a really interesting i mean you know uh, as a tiny bit of 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 self reflection i mean i got a whole ted talk out of that out of simply being able to reflect on the fact that you know i'm a teacher teaching students who are also teachers who are also thinking about teaching their students you know and so they are in one moment living a multiple reality where they are in that room as a student but also thinking about being a teacher um and so it's it's a very interesting way of of having your, you know your your views, broadened, um, such that you can uh, attempt to better understand or better prepare or, or better relate or you know or whatever it might be for the you know in in service of the better learning experience, um, and so I, I completely agree with you. I think that's a, that's a really interesting way for us to to a one interesting way for us to go right whether it's book three or book four or book five. It's I think it's probably somewhere <laughs> somewhere down the, the line. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you um, a question about, because, you know, you're talking about um, sometimes we had an idea of what the book was going to, I mean, we did, we had a, we had a something. Um, and I guess we had the confidence and now then the experience of the first book, knowing that it, it didn't matter that we didn't have everything mapped. Right. That was part of the beauty of the, the, the enjoyment of the, the, the writing process or the creative process that we weren't writing to a, uh, a fixed template. And I guess where, as you said, you know, think like the example with Rachel, where we could say to a, a collaborator, well, this is sort of what we're thinking about. What, you know, you know, you're the expert, you tell us. And, and they did, and it fit because we weren't, we weren't precious or overly precious about, you know, where it was going to go. But there was one thing that when you, the first time you mentioned it, I thought, why on earth is that? Where has that come from? Like, what, why are you talking about sport? Like, wh- where is, wh- I, yeah, where, why, what, why, what? And obviously, you know, it didn't take you long before the explanation was like, oh, yeah, of course. Um, maybe more in the North American model, you know, perhaps, you know, with the, the identity in sport. But um, I was just curious where, where that one came from. Because um, I have a very clear memory of, of, you know, telling you about the book I was reading about Robinson Crusoe. And thinking about identity and thinking about place and thinking about stories. And I was just interested where, where this notion of, of sport, and obviously then that became sport diplomacy and it became identity and it became, you know, a whole perfect pillar of the book, which I, if I'm not wrong, was not remotely in the initial conversations, right? Unless you, you were just sort of keeping it... I'm not sure it was. Okay. Was exactly. As you say, uh, when we were initially talking about this, I'm sure I didn't think, oh, I know, I'm going to do a chapter about sport and sport diplomacy and sport and education. I think um, probably there are 
a couple of things, a couple of personal things. I mean, I, I like sport. Yep. Um, I like watching sport. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a massive rugby union fan. So a lot of people will be avoiding me in a month or so's time when the Rugby World Cup starts because I will be watching all of the matches at whatever time they are on in the day or night and repeats, obviously, if they're on in the day and the week, work, on the university. Um, so I've always been interested in it um, as a, a practitioner level, you can see what I mean. And then at, uh, and in the last couple of roles that I've had at, at universities, I've sort of connected in to sport and culture and sport in the cities in which I've been working. Mm. You know, I was BBC external or BBC international might sound a bit strange, but there are other things that you do, even though you might be termed something as, a, as, a, as an executive at the university. And so, for example, in, in Swansea, I'm in, on the um, Ospreys, the rugby team in, in Wales, Ospreys in the community board. And I think, you know, I was, I was thinking of, you know, attending those meetings, thinking of all the great work that, that they do through sport within the community and sport and education and how they all, they all link together. Then I was thinking of the, the, the collaborations that we've got at the university with, with different institutions when it comes to sport. So, you know, we've got collaboration with, with Canberra and we've, we've got a, a, a collaboration with um, Houston as well, the University of Houston. Uh, and, and I think it almost just started from there. And then we were talking about identity and we were, we were talking about, you know, the, 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 the power that that mm. can have over you and, and what sport means to you. And I, and I was sort of thinking about, well, what, what is it like in, in the UK? What's it like in, in Wales? And then where, in many ways, do you get that extreme of a, an identity associated with sport? And of course, America mm. leaps to mind when you, when you think about that. Uh, and, and like any you know, good students in these areas, and I just started reading around the subject as well, started looking at different, um, different sports strategies and of course a lot of countries have their sports strategies sports you know some of them really well fleshed out had them for many years so Australia and others France you know got some some really interesting ones and there's that strong interface between sport and education and of course there's sport education and and, and international uh, and, I, and I was thinking of all the sport diplomacy side and then I was well, I was just reflecting so who do I know <laughs> that knows anything about diplomacy I know Michael Pelletier yeah ex-diplomat an ambassador now you know the, the new director of the, the of global at University of Houston and obviously we chatted him on the the podcast and and I think you know as we started to work on other chapters as well together that started to sort of help shape and inform some some of the sort of underpinning theory that goes along with. So it's not just about sport, but it's diplomacy and sport, it's education and sport, yeah. those those sorts of things as well. And that's sort of how these things start, isn't it? And it and I, and, I, and I think as well something else that it it also came from with the discussions that we had in the previous with the previous book about the civic agenda. Yeah. And the local agenda 
and internationalization that sometimes it can look as though you've got sort of two parallel lines and, and they won't meet. Whereas in fact, what you've got is, is a ever increasing merging of, of I, I think, concentric circles, you know, like a, like a Venn diagram. So you can be really embedded in your community, doing things for your community, uh, doing, you know, really being anchored within your community but you can be out there doing things globally as well, but also globally within their community, the things that you do. And some of the examples that, that Michael gave us of what they're doing, yeah. you know, at Houston, you know, in Africa and other places was a good, it was a good example. And so also for me, it did seem, it seemed to be an interesting example of, of something that crosses all of those boundaries and something that can make you really proud of where you are and who you are and really celebrate what you are locally, nationally, but then, you know, internationally as, as well. Um, I think that's where it started from, Chris. Of course, could have been something completely <laughs> different. And who knows what we might be writing about in the next book. Yeah, maybe music. <laughs> um. Why not? Why not? And an excuse, anyway, to... Oh, and of course... I could leverage certainly one of the uh, late great Terry Pratchett's books yeah. in terms of unseen academicals into that, and so so we could do that as well. Then with soul music, we could. It's funny. Like I was, there's always got to be a chapter in there when you refer to Terry Pratchett. See, I mean, this is what I was just thinking that actually we, you know, in the same way you'd said, you know, people often ask about careers and how they develop, and and, and actually, I I think in in our case, certainly in my case. I can justify it or explain it in reverse. You know, you can you can you can make the clear links as you go backwards, and it looks like there's a you know a pattern of of intelligent thought behind what was happening. When in most cases, something opportunity came up, and you went, oh, and you turn that way, and that's you know you sort of move move along the way. Um, but almost, um, you know, you could have literally made the argument. Well, no, I wrote a chapter on sport because I wanted to be able to put they think it's all over somewhere in a book. Yeah. Then there you go. That's that's justification. And and quite literally, the next book is well, which Pratchett am I reading at the moment? What does that? And then there you go. Then yes. from, from there springs the chapter. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. But as you say, right? It's you know coming back to the what we were talking about at the beginning. I hesitate to use the word inspiration, but it is true. You know. We, you know. If people are engaged in in different areas of life and, and you know we're, we're open to to reading new things or listening to different perspectives or you know seeing different things etc you never know what's going to spark an idea you know what's going to relate back to thinking oh actually that's that's kind of interesting and and because education is such a broad broad field you know everything is within it right and, and everything's connected to it in in some form or or, or other so yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see where the third one goes, um, book that is, um, um, as long as we keep on the, the right side of, of honouring Pratchett and not plagiarising, then, then we'll be doing okay. Uh, absolutely, yes. No, we, are all, we always certainly, it is, it is honouring, yes. for sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. You, you've got to get a few Pratchett quotes in any book that you're doing. Yeah, quite right. Um, all right. Well, that's so. We've got we've got some ideas for the next book, um, but uh, and a lot of appreciation for the last one uh, or current one, I guess, right? Because it's only only just. Yes. Um, although, but maybe the minute you start thinking about the third one, it becomes 
it's no longer current. It becomes last, right? It's um, so. Yes. Um, and again, that's part of that's part of writing. We've talked about this before, right? If you're interested in writing, interested in ideas, there's no end point. You know, sometimes we write for pleasure. Sometimes we write to vent frustration. Sometimes we we write to clarify. And you know, and it's weird though. And I, I've said this before. I can remember conversations during the second book. I can remember the index, but I can't really remember writing. So. I am so good at doing the indexes now though Chris yeah so you're on it now but I think we we do come back to this thing where it's like you're just you're just nice enough to put my name on it because I've done the index but the bulk of like (laughs) I literally I have a very hard time remembering the writing like my daughter was asking me well how do you write a book and and I said well I personally talked to Judith and she's like right and then what happens I was like and then there's a book she's like what do you mean I don't know I don't know it just Three, six, somebody delivers later, a book yeah <laughs> yeah um i put it all together yeah Vi- Vi- and, and and ironically as we were talking about before the podcast vicky lewis through a linkedin post told me it had been published because i didn't know I, like i was you know yes. away from away on holiday so yeah <laughs> i'm i'm starting to to wonder if i should question this or just just ride it ride it out because i enjoy the conversations i think we should just yeah. we just need to go with it yes it's working it's working so far fine. yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll put a link to the to the um the book in the um in the the post, and you know hopefully people will will have a look at it and you know read read the chapters from the contributors as you know, um and just it's just fascinating the different perspectives and and the journey that they they've had that they're on and and um yeah yeah so here's to success of the second and and uh, the emerging journey of the third I guess right. Absolutely. Thanks.